This episode of the Mother Loving Future Show is brought to you by Amber Lestrange and Jenna Penrose with JMO 5000 Productions. Welcome to the Mother Loving Future Show, everyone. So happy to have you with us this week, as always. I'm really excited about this week's guest. I'm really excited about this week's guest, too. Yeah, this was like a dream guest. That- seriously, dream come true. We're yeah. super happy. So... Before I introduce him, I just want to quickly show some appreciation for all of those who support the MLF mission by reading a review that people leave for us on iTunes. So this week's review is called Informative and Full of Love. This is a relaxed and soothing show full of evolved ideas for humanity, eloquent and casual, yet full of paradigm shifting philosophy. This is a beautiful guide to move into our more evolved selves. From Fernand Fernandia. Fernalandia. Fernalandia. Yes. We love you. Thank you, beautiful. We really pour our hearts into the show and it really means a lot when we get some appreciation back. So thanks so guys. much. If you leave a review, we read every single one and we just keeps us we going you for forever, the next week. Basically. <laughs> so Jenna, would you like to introduce this week's guest? Yes. Shall I, I drum roll? Yes, drum roll. <gasps> Gonna give him my best shot, really? Yeah. Ready? Okay, ready? And today's guest. It is my pleasure to introduce Charlie Goldsmith. Charlie Goldsmith is a world-renowned energy healer made famous on the American TV show The Healer on TLC, which documents the undeniable effects of his healing abilities on a wide range of people suffering from chronic conditions, many of whom are household name celebrities. Charlie has welcomed scientific review of his healing work, being the subject of multiple scientific studies, including ones at NYU Lutheran Hospital, Monash University, and NYU Langone Hospital. Also, Charlie does not accept payment for his healing. healing. Also, Charlie is a bloody legend because he's Australian. Mm-hmm. He's and not- all Australians are bloody legends, <laughs> That's as true, we know. Right? <laughs> Especially Crocodile Dundee and Charlie Goldsmith. No, but he's an absolute legend. We're really, really happy to have him on today. Mm-hmm. Do you have a definition for this week's podcast episode titled Healing Hands, Jenna? Yes. So this is my definition. Um, Charlie might have something to say about this, but um, I will give you my definition. Everything is energy. This includes the energetic circuitry of our body. When our energetic circuitry gets blocked, or if we have a disease such as a virus in there, we manifest symptoms. One way to clear these blockages in the body is through energy healing. In energy healing, the practitioner, through a process of mindful intention, uses their willpower or the energy coming through them to move this blocked energy or to fight the disease or virus and restore flowing circuitry and thus reestablish health in the patient. Although everyone may have underdeveloped powers of this nature, certain people are able to perform this more readily. Mm-hmm. AKA Charlie. AKA Charlie. Now, we pre recorded this um, on Skype, right? Mm-hmm. There was just a few slight glitches in this recording, but we think that was because of high vibrational frequency that was shooting through the microphones mm-hmm. and the Skype, Skype connection like bolts of lightning. So that's what happens when you have high frequency beings 
going that you're across Skyping these channels. <laughs> exactly. So we just wanted to give you guys a heads up and apologize for that. And we have corrected this technical issue and it won't happen again. So please forgive us. But it's really it not a big deal. It might happen again because we're going to be like interviewing high vibrational people when we <laughs> That's can find them. So it's, it's not even it that bad. It might happen, but it doesn't it matter bother me. because the information is there and the information is fresh. So That's right. So let's get into let's it. Let's get into it. Okay. Without further ado, take it away. Thanks for having me. Hi. So I don't think of energy healing as energy. I think of it as information. So, so, so it puts information into a body. And again, this is probably me stepping more into theory than I like to, but it puts information in and that information then like like almost maybe like a virus scanner goes into a computer and has information that can recognize information that, that, that is flawed or needs to be rebuilt needs to to be taken out and put like a virus scanner works like that it can fix probably you know it could, it could take something out and put it in a vault which i think is you know is normal for a virus scanner and then delete it or it could actually fix some code that's been corrupted or so that uh-huh. I, I view it much more like that so you know i actually think the idea that it just makes the body capable of what it could have done itself is belittling the potential of energy healing to some extent I do think there is, again, it's like if you lined up 100 cases, maybe 50 fit your description mm-hmm. where the body is blocked. It is an emotional block. Um, that block, I view, I view stuff like that like a block is let's say we've stored emotion because we couldn't handle something and then if you don't bring that emotion up emotionally, often it will manifest physically in order to leave the body. So that's one theory that that rings true to me whether it is or not i don't know but it is it's true true the the other one is um that you know you may have a block that that then stops the the body from accessing a certain area and then you get breakdown in that area so it's like you've got something in your stomach so your brain is like i don't want to go there because that's my emotional block and therefore that area can run rife with issue because the brain won't recognize it because it's like, I don't want to go in there. So that's another Got it. version, another version. And then, but then there is, well, when someone catches a virus that is, or an infection or something that is, is the reality of our environment, mm-hmm. you know? And so then you could argue, then you go into the, if you want to put, uh, not the word, blame but if you want to put that that the person is always responsible for their issues then you've got to go to a far deeper place to explain karma behind you got herpes because of this or so uh and like herpes for example which is quite healable quite often healable um no amount of unblocking someone is going to change the body's ability to heal that because it can't got it right so that's why I don't, and I've just given you a couple of different angles of the same thing, which discount that that theory of energy healing just unblocks the body. It doesn't. It's it's beyond that. So sometimes we have to upgrade to a new program in order to create a new circuit. Well, or the information that is in the energy. Um, and again, this is above my pay grade um, <laughs> to understand it completely, but or at all even. But 
that information for some reason has the key to a problem the human body was not capable of doing on its own and 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 the and the and the mental interventions that are available also may not have been that key. I mean, we see that in medicine too. I mean, medicine um, has lots of solutions, um, some of which are very good that aren't, that 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 will solve a problem. It's not unlocking the body's potential. It's actually coming in and changing something. Huh. It, you, so it's the same principle. It's a medicine, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. So, like an external source that is needed in order to correct the issue rather than the body's 100%. capacity to do it itself. You actually do need to outsource in some circumstances. Well, but since you claim to not understand, you could be like a revving up the immune system of the person and they could be healing themselves. We don't know the functionality of how it works, just to throw a, something in there. No, uh, that's true, but um, I... You know, that's true. I think, you know, what I see um, in my work is that, you know, sometimes things in seconds, which is, in fact, most of the time I do stuff very, very, well, that energy does stuff very quickly. I, you know, there's, there is something very tangible in like, so when I work on people, most of the time they'll feel it and the results are, are, are very tangible. So there is a thing, right? There is, it's just cause it's not visible. The wind isn't visible either. So, you know, and no, no oxygen and, and, and it mm-hmm. yet. Exists. You know, All the most important things. <laughs> it doesn't trigger our ability to breathe. Mm-hmm. We breathe it. You know, and so I view energy medicine in that same way. Now, l- like you said, you got you gave a, a, a very fair counter argument, but that's always bringing it back to the body doing itself. I believe the energy is a thing in its own right, mm-hmm. and I've I've certainly seen enough. So, but you might be right, and I might be right, I'm... and neither of us might be right. I don't talk about it because what happens is we. If I say something, as someone who's trying to represent healing and trying to, you know, make it a norm, if I say something that's arguable, then we're arguing about energy healing over here, and then I could lose that argument, right? But I can't lose the argument of look what it does. Totally. And, that to, and, that, and that to me is why I'm careful of theory because a lot of people get stuck on it. Totally. And that- we, and. Well, let's not. Let's not get stuck on it. Let's move on to the next question. Um, So where where do you get your information from? You're saying it's kind of like a separate entity. So where where do you channel that from? Uh, It's it's a constant for me. So I can't say that I, you know, close my eyes and ask to be connected to a certain thing. It's always – it, it's it, it's there a hundred percent of the time. So you're getting information so, download right now. It's not information, so I don't. I'm not constantly. I'm not clairvoyant or anything like that. So I'm not getting information. It's in me. So when I, um, when I, as soon as I focus on someone's problem, it's the transaction is immediate. Know, is so it takes it's, it takes you focusing on it. To oh, really yeah, get yeah. it, have to get it to flow. It won't, um, that's the only way it works. Yeah. So, can you tell us, like, how did you come to know that you had this power? I'm sure, that's a question you've been you've answered before. Sorry. 
No. Um, so um, the first thing that ever happened to me was feeling um, – I'll tell you the whole story. So I was 18, so it was about 20 years ago, and I sat down to breakfast one morning. Uh, I was at a health retreat, which is, you know, uh, which is in near um, – in Queensland and I, so it's like a school camp. There's like, you know, probably 30 or 40 people there and tables of maybe eight people. And I sat down at my table and I went to get my knife and fork and my hands forcefully pulled together. And I'm, so I'm sitting there and they went like this and I was like, oh, that was really weird. Like it felt forced and wow. I'm sitting and I pull my hands apart and I could feel like all this magnetism, like I was holding two bar magnets and I'm sitting there thinking I've, I'm sick. Like I've lost my mind. And, and I really thought that like I was sitting there freaking out and someone opposite me was like, are you okay? And I obviously am internally freaking out. So they could tell I was probably maybe went a bit pale. And I know my, I think my eyes were welling up a little bit because I was like, um, you know, I've, my life is over. And so I'm like, no, I'm not okay. I can feel something between my hands. And I turned to the woman next to me and I put my hand up like this and I was like, feel this. I don't even know what possessed me to think that someone else might be able to feel it. But anyway, she put her hand up and she was like, oh, my God, what is that? And I was like, oh, fuck that. Thank God <laughs> um, she could feel it because I was really distressed. Like I was freaking out. And wow. so so she could feel it. And then it turned out lots of people could feel it. Not everyone, but there's a real constant, this constant I said is constantly coming out of me very strongly. Um, and so this one woman, uh, came up to feel it. And as soon as she put her hand up to feel, you know, this phenomena, I felt something in her hand that I hadn't felt in the other ones. I was like, Oh, that's so weird. You've got this lump that no one else had. So it was like the first difference. So mm-hmm. instead of it being about what they were feeling from me, I was like, oh, that's weird. You've got this lump. And I said, and I really want to get rid of it. Have wow. I lost you? No, no, no. We're here. I oh, know. You, you paused. Um, <laughs> Sorry, second. And so, so you paused, yeah. Um, and so I'm feeling this lump and I was like, I've got to get rid of it. So I start try, sort of trying to smooth it out because it was a physical experience I was having. It wasn't you know, the way I do it today with my head. But anyway, so I'm smoothing it out and we sat down in front of the fireplace and um, I, I got about halfway through and I was just totally focused. I have no idea what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. I wasn't even thinking about it actually. I was just kind of doing it. And then I looked up and she was crying like a lot. And I was like, oh my God, I'm hurting you. I'll, like, I'm, I'll stop. I'm so sorry. And she says, no, 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 keep going. At this point, I'm surrounded by people, like half the camp is, well, not half the camp, but like there was a bunch of people watching me do this. And I'm like, so I just go back to doing it and I keep going. And I got to the point where it's basically gone. And she, and she starts bending her finger and she's like, I haven't been able to bend this finger in, I used to tell people three years, but I spoke to her recently and she told me it was 10. So she was like, I haven't been able to bend this finger in 10 years. And then I went back into shock because I wasn't expecting anything like, but she knew what I was doing because she had the, the arthritic finger. Right. But I didn't know. So that's why she was crying because she was realizing what was happening. She knew I had found this problem, you know? So, um, yeah, that was the beginning. And then from there, it turned out that, that, I'm very consistent with it. So like 
um, you know, I literally from that day, I've probably been helping seven or eight out of 10 people dramatically. So that's why I ended up kind of pursuing it because I'm like, people should know, like, this is amazing. And how did I not know? I'm, I'm 18 years old going, how do I not know that people can do these things? And all of a sudden I'm doing them. And then I very quickly discovered, you know, I guess at 18, you're looking for what, what is your career? Like, what are you going to do with your life? And I was like, okay, well, this is clearly something you could do. Something I can, it's my thing. And, but there wasn't, you know, I'm, I come from, um, you know, a background where for me it would have made sense to work in a hospital or in a sports club or, you know, uh, not necessarily have an illegitimate sort of job in my spare bedroom. You know, that's not my... um, Culture that you're from. It isn't, no. And so so I was like, I tried that. I went to hospitals, I called, I tried all that sort of stuff. And when I I really realised how... Uh, abrasive the world is to these things and and not accommodating Uh, and that's 20 years ago so it might be a bit different where you're from in LA but it's still not nearly where it should be Um, uh, yeah that's why I kind of started on this little mission I'm on Wow. Why do you think the world is so against it? Why do you think we're so programmed that this is false that this isn't real when clearly it is? So I tell you, I tell, I tell you my theory on my, it. My theory on it. <laughs> you know, you don't like to so, theorize. <laughs> so, so it's the it's the fifth. It's in America, in Australia, it's the sixth, but it's the fifth of October, two thousand and eighteen. Right. Mm-hmm. What is that timing? Mm, in what regard? Yeah, I don't what, know where you're going what, with this. Give us a clue. Linear time. That, yeah, so it's 2018 and 18 years and 10 months and five days since they killed a very famous healer. Uh-huh. Jesus? Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, so Jesus Christ. I love that guy. Familiar. Yeah, good person. Um, so he's obviously an incredibly famous healer. That's what he was, right? hmm So since they killed him, and, like, there's been lots of people, I'm not saying as gifted as him. He sounds from all Wait, accounts. Wait, Jesus? Are you trying? Are you about to tell us you're Jesus reborn? Please say no, yes. No, I'm saying that all, <laughs> all, all, all healers are certainly in the in a similar yeah. category in terms yeah. of skill set. I'm I'm not comparing myself um, to him, but the question is, why does this stuff not exist? And mm-hmm. I'm saying that since time, the clock started for mm-hmm. us, we killed the best healer the, ever, the best healer ever, mm-hmm. and then. And then we were told that any other is the devil. A cult, Wait, say that again. Devil. Can you say that one more time because so, you cut out so during that? So after that, we were told that anyone with the same gift is the devil. Got oh, it. Right. right? So that's the beginning. And, and then, why, do you, why and, do you think they told people that? Be, well, it's copyright infringement. It's their brand, isn't it? So they – so – if you have a, it's like Coke and Pepsi in a way, like huh. they, the, the whole, a huge organization. Like Christianity, a, the Christian church, you mean, thinks that it's theirs and that they're, they have the copyright on that and no one else can do it? Well, that's what they did. I mean, they, they do have yeah. Jesus as their, 
that is their Mascot. leader and 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 again I'm not critical of that quite rightly so he's obviously if they're still talking about him he must have been incredible um, but you know I, I can't say I can understand their reasons completely why then if if you base a whole religion on a healer that then every healer after that is bad that doesn't like make that, sense because you're supposed to be like Jesus right you're supposed to be like but him. they but but that well, they, I think yeah, I think so. But then I guess that the the argument for that is it dilutes the power of that one and singular Messiah. Yeah, yeah and I'm not saying that it, he wasn't of. Again, I wasn't there. Like, if he's the son of, he must have been incredibly special. But there's thousands of people, millions of healers throughout history of you know that are that are highly gifted. They may not be the son of God or I, you know, I don't, again, I'm not, I don't understand all that, but I know that that's where it, it kind of began, at least in our written history where healers were killed, including our favorite one. So, you know, it's, and it's really continued from there in, they killed all the witches. Mm-hmm. So that would have been, I would have been gone. We've you been got, there. I, <laughs> we got you killed. You would have, you, you would have been lucky to escape it. Exactly. So, there's that history, which is all church, you know, and then, and then now science has picked up the, you know, the flag. But I think that, you know, the way I look at science is firstly, if you have like our collective, our collective for thousands of years has been, this stuff is bad. It's bad. It's bad. So that's heavily ingrained into mm, the collective. The so that, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's program. So the healers are scared of coming out, which is understandable because, there's that history of persecution, and and whilst we might not get drowned now, you certainly will get attacked in in the ways Otherwise, that, that yeah. we do in, in in this day and age. But the, the 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 way science has then carried that is, you know, I'd say years ago I got asked. I was actually doing an inter- a couple of years ago. I was doing an interview, and it was for an energy healing magazine. So specific to energy healers, and they said to me, "How can our readers you know, go into a hospital to be studied?" And a lot of our readers would love to do that. How do they get to do it? And I said, "So um, the most important thing is that it's very nice if you want to heal people, if you have that ability, or just want to help people in some way. That's lovely." I said, "But what's really important is if you put yourself forward to be." Um, to be studied, make sure you're really good at it because you're representing healing. People are going to paint everyone with the same brush as yeah. a study. And so the problem is that, a, you know, a scientist with good intentions to go and genuinely look at this area may well do a study, Google some healer, you're a healer, you've got a Reiki certificate or a healing touch certificate or whatever, come in we'll do a study and that healer isn't Usain Bolt Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden oh healing doesn't work Mm -hmm. more than placebo and and I think that has happened a lot so Mm -hmm. and look it's not it's it's I'm sure that there's lots of good intentions there but at the end of the day it's like I liken it to if aliens landed on Earth and said, I've heard you guys can run the 100 metres in under 10 seconds. There's not many of us that, that could, could prove that to save ourselves. Totally. 
Good analogy. So you have undergone scientific testing in a hospital situation, correct? And so yeah, how, sure. how did that go? Like how, what was the outcome of that? So basically, so I've done two studies. One's published. Um, that was so. One of the challenges for me was getting to do a study. So I did my first one. I don't know how old am I. So it was like four years ago or something. It took me from eighteen to then. So it's like fourteen years, um, fifteen years to get my first uh, accreditation opportunity. or opportunity. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't call it an accreditation. It was just an opportunity to for a where a hospital said we'll look at you so what I had to do and they said to me what do you want to achieve and I said look I really want to do like whatever the gold standard of science is and they were like well that's very expensive it's a huge process you need funding whatever but and they said so we need to give you a way to prove that you're worthy of that so it's a, I had to do a step before that to separate myself from the 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 healers that had been they can't hack it, basically, in this situation. Yeah, and so, so they gave me that opportunity. They basically said, look, we'll have a protocol that gives you um, the opportunity to work on a bunch of cases that we that haven't responded to our interventions. So, you know, it could have been, you know, chronic pain condition that painkillers weren't working for, infections that weren't healing from, um, uh, and you know, from antibiotics, all that sort of stuff. So I worked on, like, 30 cases and I, I fixed, um, just under 80% of them. Wow. And so the good thing about that was it obviously was a good outcome for that 80%. It also was good enough that even though it wasn't the gold standard of science, so the gold standard of science is having a a every single time. Oh no, no, no. 80% is massive. It's better than medications by a long stretch it's not it's more about having you have a placebo group and a control group so you've got a you get basically one problem like it might be chronic knee pain which is actually the next study i'm doing and you have two group one that thinks they're getting healed and they're not so it's like sugar pill right Mm -hmm. and one that is and then what they do is they compare the results and if the placebo group gets 30 percent and the healer gets 30 percent then they say well you didn't outdo placebo you're just placebo if the placebo group gets 30 percent which is pretty much what it gets maybe sometimes a bit more but not much and the healer or the medicine gets 80 percent then you know it wasn't placebo because of the of the statistical um difference between the two so i'm finally after all these years about to do my first blinded study like that, but it's taken me this two, two studies, TV show, like all sorts of stuff just to get that opportunity and some people to fund it um, and, a, and NYU are doing it. And that's the Langone one uh, you, you mentioned at the start. So, but it's taken me a long time and I'm pretty good at um, what I do. All my, the, the, the gift is strong it's been very difficult. Wow. So, do you see a difference, like a commonality between the twenty percent of people who are not affected by your healing? Um, so it's, it's no, but the question is, you know, sometimes I'll work on someone and I won't be able to fix something on them that I would think I could, but then I work on something else on the same person and I can. Hmm. So, so it's really hard for me to say that, like what, like. Why it would work sometimes? 
I don't know. Look, not not everything, nothing really works. Even when they give people the lethal injections, sometimes they don't die, and mm. that stuff's powerful. So that that not everything will work all the time. Um, it's certainly, it's it's definitely humbling that it it doesn't. You know, mm. I think it's health. It's healthy when you do anything not to be perfect all the time, so you don't, you know, so you get don't the get the ego. Keeps you uh, keeps you uh, striving uh, to be the best you can be. Yeah, but it's just like I don't know, like it's just life. Like I don't, I, I wish I knew because of course you want to help everyone, mm-hmm. uh, and you take the time. So it's like it's not like I don't put the same. I, in fact, I put more effort into the people I can't help than the people I can because when I can, it's very easy. It's almost effortless. When I can't, I just keep trying and trying and not getting anywhere. Mm. So, but I, I don't. I, when I know that answer, I'll let you know. Interesting. I don't know. Do you do you have any visuals when like how do you like t- tell me your process that of what you experience when you go heal someone? Um, my process. So it's like a limb. I would describe it. It's not a visual experience so much it's like when i go into someone's body i'm in their body if i i I can you can feel what they're feeling no i can feel that i'm in their body so i don't i it's really difficult to explain i i kind of liken it to if you say to me how do you walk Uh i've only got one way to show you that and that's by walking got it you know i can't explain that process um, yeah I put one foot in front of the other, but then you're asking what the deeper process is before that. I'm like, I don't know. I just do it. And, and healing is a lot like that for me. Like when I focus into people's bodies, I'm there in their body wow. and I'm aware, I'm aware of that. Um, but not like I'm aware, like I can hear what they're hearing or feel their feelings. It's, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's very hard to describe, wow. but it's very active. So I don't just, it's external of my body that though. So I'm not like, um, visualizing, uh, but you know, I know another healer actually that um, is a very special person, and he does. He will visualize. He uses a visual process. It's different to me. So I, yeah, I guess yeah. There's no set way to to do it. Heal. Yeah, but I think yeah. More than one way to get to Rome. I was going to say. <laughs> um, how do you feel after a session? It depends how many I do. So usually, like, you know, I've learned as I've got older um, to pace myself. You know, when I was younger, I just kept pushing myself till I got sick a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if I can, I pace myself more. I think it's funny because when you you can handle the workload, you tend to take more on. Handle it. But because mine is bigger than any one person could possibly handle it's actually made me be able to go what is the right as opposed to pushing myself and because I have a young daughter as well that's sort of helped me get some perspective of I need to save you know myself a little bit you know for her Mm. um but so mostly I just feel nothing afterwards like I just feel fine but if I so my point is if I push myself I can be really um, fatigued depleted yeah. yeah yeah i mean it's rare that i would get sick these days because i know when to stop but yeah it's easy to get there yeah every healer i know has an issue with physical health they seem to be 
depleted yeah. and dealing with their own sickness, which piggybacks my question onto that is that do you ever heal yourself from ailments? Um, it doesn't work on me like it does on other people. Um, so, but I do heal myself through diet and exercise mm-hmm. and dealing with my stuff. And, um, so the answer is yes. I'm very active in making sure I'm, um, you know, experiencing my emotions and doing all those sorts of things. So I don't get blocked up, but can I just, you know, focus on something and make it go away? Like I can other people. Definitely not. I, I see that as a good thing because if I could just do that, it would give me no perspective for what the work people have to do is. And I think it's really important for someone like me who's dealing with lots of sick people to understand the, 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 the norms in which you, you, or the life you have to lead in order to be healthy. So if I was like, Oh, what do you mean you're suffering from pain? If I didn't understand then why would I help? Mm. Do you know what I mean? So like, and, and also then I, I don't like to disempower people with my work. If that, if I can see there's things they can do, I would rather tell them, Hey, you need to clean up your diet. You need to, you know, go see a dietitian. You need to do whatever. Um, uh, you need to deal with your stress. You need to change your environment, all these things. Cause I have to, you know, I have to live, that life too. And so if I could just, again, just quickly fix stuff on myself all the time, I would, I just wouldn't understand. So yeah, yeah. there's no shortcuts. That's definitely the truth. Mm. Um, wow. So where do you think you got this gift from? Do you think it was, is there someone in your family who you think you may have inherited it from, or is there anything monumental that happened around 18, the age that, it kind of no. came to you? I think it came to me. My theory is that it came in the safest time for it to come because at school I think it would have been really difficult. Mm-hmm. came right after school and it happened to come when I was at a health retreat where people were like, no, people can do these things. Mm-hmm. So I kind of see that that's probably not a coincidence. Uh, and, it, and it also showed me my hands clapped together. They've never done that before or since. I felt her – this lump in the air, I've never done that before or since. Hmm. So I've, I literally not one time have I ever, I can't diagnose, but I did diagnose that day. Hmm. I didn't know it, but I was aware there was a problem I had to fix. So that was diagnostic. So it definitely showed me on that day. So, so that was, yeah, I think it was just when I was going to handle it, um, or at least handle it better than I would have. So, um, uh, why, uh, you know, I, I can't really answer that. It's like asking an artist why they're an artist, mm-hmm. you know, so we just have our place and, um, you know, and, and I think to, to be any, to have any gift or ability, which we all have in different areas, I, I, I'm not of the belief we all have the same gifts. Uh, the world wouldn't even function if, if that's how we worked. We have our place to make the world work. Um, but, um, I've just gone blank. What I was going to say. Um, Everyone has their own gift. Um, oh yeah, you can't say where it comes from. Yeah, I I don't know. Like I I felt when I first started doing it, it felt like remembering. 
That's the best I can give you is that I didn't get taught. I've never read a book about it still to this day. I've never, I don't know how other people do their thing. I just kind of, yeah, that's, that's all I can tell you. How did your family and friends react when you came to them with this gift? Uh, As best they could, given (laughs) the given the weirdness of it, um, certainly some of them were great and excited. Um, and some, you know, I guess showed me where the world is at on Mm -hmm. these things, Mm -hmm. especially back then. Um, which was hard. It wasn't what, if I, if I could have wished it would be different. I, I, I guess I, I, I did, but now I realize that that's just what, you know, what the world is, was like. So no, it wasn't all as I, as I would have wanted. And, and that's a big part of my motivation is that, you know, like you have, um, most gifts have, or most abilities or however you want to call it, whether that be mathematics or acting or singing or whatever, have a, have a path. Now, a lot of those paths are, are difficult, but they exist. Mm-hmm. But in my area, it doesn't exist actually. So, um, so it was very motivating for me, the, the bad reactions. That's great. That's a great way to take it. Fuel well, it the was. fire. It was motivating and it, and it was, it's definitely strengthened me because when you want to be supported and you're not, you have to learn to support yourself, you mm. know? And so, and that's not, that's never a bad thing, even if it's a bit hard. Yeah. Wow. I can't even imagine the path. You've, I mean, uh, yeah, I can't imagine having to convince people of something that is just so true, you know, for, for, for you and your experience and it's so real mm. and so true, but to have to convince that to someone cause they can't see it must be infuriating. Um, um yeah. I mean, it's forever. You don't, I never, I literally am always being tested. Wow. It's never, it, it's literally, yeah, it's, it's nonstop, you know, so Exhausting. It, you take it, I definitely have some crazy level of patience for it because I, you know, like, and I think that's like, it, you know, when you get certain abilities, you, you also get the te- temperament, hopefully to, to that, suit, that suits the particular ability. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, if I was the fastest runner in the world by nature, but to be honest, I like running, but I can't be bothered doing it all the time. Wouldn't be much good, would it? Cause I don't have that, you know, mindset um, that supports you training every day and being the, the best. Support, yeah. But in my case, I do have the right mindset. Well, temperament to, to handle, you know, the, the path skepticism. I've, yeah. Yeah. And also you're such a, a cool guy that seems like you have your head on straight, you know, and I think that will work well in your favor for trying to convince people that you're, you're legit, you know, because you seem so normal, really. It's not like you're a crazy guy wearing like all this crazy stuff, Crystal trying to say that you're a healer, you know, it's like you really read as like a normal guy. So for, for what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> I try, uh, yeah, I mean, I think because I just don't think, you know, there's the, the, some of the most 
spiritual people I know don't even know they are. You know, they're, you know, I've got friends that are real estate agents that to me their behavior is what shows that depth, you know, their compassion or their integrity or all these things. Wearing a uniform, you know, wearing a dream catcher around your neck or <laughs> having crystals around the house doesn't, to me, I don't, even though that's what we look at as that that's the picture of what looks spiritual to us, it's to, to me it's always people's behavior that actually determines that not what they say not the things they can regurgitate from a book um not you know because it's 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 behavioral you know so totally i agree. think um you definitely wouldn't pick me from my life like i've you know like i don't i don't i actually got given a crystal recently i, I <laughs> which, is, well, which I, one I, was it Clear quartz, amethyst, and um, but other than that, like I don't have stuff like that. Like I'm not anti it. I just yeah, yeah. No dream catchers hanging in your window or little lava lamps or salt lamps. Uh, again, no. it reminds me of the last scene in Indiana Jones in the third one where he's trying to pick Jesus's cup and they have to pick the plainest cup. It's none of the jeweled cups. It's the one that's the plainest hidden in the back. That's the mm. legit one, you know? Yeah. Humble. Yeah. Mm. Beautiful. So how is this type of work um, or this part of yourself, how has that affected being a father or how you father? Or your parenting perspective? Um. I mean, it's hard to say how it's affected it in terms of, I mean, my upbringing affects my parenting, parenting style. True, you, yes. You, you, learn, you learn the good things from your parents and you also, um, you know, you learn a bit of how you'd like to do things differently or improve on your experience. So probably that's where I draw the most. I mean, she definitely benefits because I can help her a lot of times if, you know, she's got something wrong with her. She's very healthy, so it's not too much but I can be helpful so um but how does it affect it I mean I, the only thing is I, I I my only effect I guess is that I don't want if she has a gift like mine I sort of you know I like that that if she does and that comes through at some point she'll be very very supported, supported. and comfortable she mm. won't have to have that she won't go through an identity crisis um uh like I probably did, but, um, but, but then my other issue is that I don't want her to be at school and there's children being like my uncle's sick and, you know, she's five going, I, you know, the responsibility know. having the weight of the world on her shoulders. To, yeah, yeah. We want to avoid yeah. that just to get to me or, um, or even if she can do the same, which I don't know. Cause it's not um, you know, I haven't seen it through my family, so I don't know that it will work like that. But she's very um, – her empathy levels are huge. So, wow. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Wow. Yeah. So do you have um, a friend of mine as a seer? And I'm always curious mm-hmm. to know, like, in kind of the modern-day life, if, say, she goes on a date with a guy, I'm like, come on, don't tell me you don't pop in his head for a second and just kind of, like, peek around and see what's going on. She like, always asks this question. <laughs> use your powers for evil, if you want to say. Um, mm. Is there, and she always says to me, I always ask permission. I would never intrude on someone's um, boundary mm-hmm. or in a world like that. And she said, spirit knows if I use my work with integrity or not, and I'm not messing with that. And so, 
I just, I, I know that you told me that you work when you, you need to really focus on someone in order to move your energy into their body. Have there mm-hmm. ever been a time where you haven't asked for permission and you've just been next to someone and kind of um, mm. gone into their space without them knowing? Yeah. So because we're dealing, it's a, probably a bit different, um, you know, being a, a psychic, which is you know, one of a, a counsellor, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, healer is earth equivalent of a medicine, doctor. a surgeon, a doctor, you know, those sort of, it's the category, right? I'm not calling myself a doctor. I'm just saying it's the same mm-hmm. category. I, you know, so I like to have permission, but if someone's in a coma, if it's a baby, if it's someone who's not mentally able to grasp that you know reality um then yeah and permission is a is a is a consent is a is a different issue so yes most if someone says no they don't want it i'll never do it mm-hmm. even like i just won't um but yeah and i like people yeah I, every opportunity certainly permission but there's times where you know, the family's asking me to do something or yeah, and at the, end of the, at, at the end of the day, um, uh, it's going to, you know, if someone is in a coma, if the, if the world or the universe or the, it wants them to, to benefit from it, it will. And if it, if it's strongly against it, I'm sure that they won't. So yeah, it's, it's a funny thing. I think that I, I like your friend, very strongly feel the need for people to give their permission. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's exceptions, you know, yeah. there, there has, there has to be because not everyone's conscious. So. Yeah. And I think it's fascinating that you've made the call to not charge. So can you tell me about what is your approach behind that? I just don't like eating, you know, no. Um, <laughs> the, um, when I was, so when I first started, and I was sort of finding my feet and starting to, you know, to treat a lot of people. Some people would give me some very small amounts of money, $50 or $100. And I, at the time, was pushing myself a lot and I was getting sick. And I didn't have any money. So it's like it's not like I didn't need that $50 or, you know, that's meaningful money when you're 18 years old. I wasn't charging. It was just, you know, like a, I guess it was a, like donation. a donation. And mm-hmm. But it didn't feel right. I didn't. I couldn't justify the money for how it was affecting my health. And so I was like, I'd rather give it for nothing to make it priceless than to put $50 on something that sometimes I was getting sick for a week. So I just wow. couldn't, I couldn't justify that. And so at that point I was like, I need to find another way. So I started a business, um, so I could afford to heal for free. So I started it when I was just, I think I was almost 20 or thereabouts 20. And, um, and I started it with the intention of, you know, being able to heal for free. So that's how it began. Um, and then, yeah, I still have that business and tell us um, about it. Tell us about your business. I want to know. Uh, it's not that Uh, it, well, uh, it's a, it's a marketing company, so um, and it's good because it's like 
it's kind of nice. It was born from the intention of helping me heal for free, you know, and it's done that. You know, like it, it's a pretty decent sized business now. And, um, yeah, it's kind of allowed me to do things in the way I wanted, which ultimately ended up, I never knew where I was going to end up, I guess, but it ultimately protected me, has protected me quite a lot because the first thing people look for is like, well, what's in it? Well, how is this guy cheating people? You know, totally. but there's nothing, there's nothing there for me. So it costs me. In fact, if you actually added up 20 years of no income for doing a job, wow. it's millions of dollars in lost income, mm. you know, it's massive. Wow. So, um, so yeah, so that's been that. And I have another, I've got a little, uh, healthy chocolate business as well. So that, uh, yeah, we'll, send, we'll, we'll send, you, send you some, but, um, it's actually named after Amber. Oh, amazing. Plumpy Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, that's Aww. the name of the chocolate. So that's I gave her that nickname, and so then I, oh my na- then gosh. I and and then I said um, I called her one day and I was like, I need to borrow your nickname back, and I want, <laughs> and I need your Instagram handle. <laughs> and so, oh my god! Because I noticed she changed her Instagram yeah, handle. Well, no, she changed it to the real Pumpy Jackson because oh, I took hel- Pumpy Jackson. That is hilarious. <laughs> and then and then one of the chocolates is named it's called Amber so the brand is Pumpy Jackson and yeah. then the, there's a orange one called Amber Orange so it's her own so you can pretend that's yours oh, too. Oh, I'll take that. that. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's the cutest story. I love that. Yeah. Wow. I actually gave her that nickname. Wow. I walked in to it. she was staying with me in New York and I this is years after we broke up and I I just said, I'm going to call you Pumpy Jackson from now on. It just <laughs> popped into my head. And she was like, no, you're not. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to. Like, I don't know why. But, and then it just stuck. So that was like years That's ago, it. like 10 years ago. And it just stuck. That's Everyone amazing. calls her Pumpy now. Yeah, oh, it's, it's funny. It's the cutest thing ever. It's so Isn't her. It cute? Yeah, it's yeah. so cute. She's like this yeah. pumpy little like spunky Jackson, Jackson situation. Yeah. yeah, I love it. That is so adorable. Um, Good. How are you going? Any more questions, Jenna, that you want to Well, I guess a final question could be, so you've already hinted at the fact that over the last 20 years or whatever that you've been doing this, you have seen a difference in the way the world receives it a little bit. We're not everywhere that we need Mm. to be, but you said it was worse back in the day, right? So where do you think we're heading? Do you think we're, that the, the healers are going to stop being crucified and start to be able to come out and, and this will be legitimized, at part, maybe in part by your scientific studies? I can only say what I hope. Yeah, and let's I go hope, that. <laughs> I hope that. I was asked in an interview not too long ago, they said, um, you know, what, how do you want to see the world different from what you're doing? And not just me, but other people obviously fighting the same fight and I said you know if it gets to the point where we're looking for talent at school age children like we do for everything else then that to me is where the biggest change will come because you know if you learn that you're good at maths when you're in prep or grade one and you've got all this time to develop by the time you're 18 you're a scientist you know you're 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 or you're working at Apple if you're gifted, you know. So you're, you're, and it's the same for everything. But in my area, there's no trigger, you know. There's nothing to go, all right, kids, let's play with some energy and let's see who actually, you know, it, this is innate for. And so 
that's where the biggest change will happen. So 20 years from the, the day that starts is where we will get start getting healers. Fil- like I'm talking not just healers that are gifted, ones that are solid in their Abilities. sense of self. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 they've got a real grip of their ability rather than at the moment there's all these, you know, you may, you've met healers there is very few that aren't like little out there but in fairness they've probably been through hell you know yeah. so we a witch about, hunt on them it's some well it's it, to, to, to some extent just lack of support by family by mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff you know so there's there's a weirdness to the culture of it mm-hmm. there's also a lot of people who shouldn't be out there probably touting themselves as healers without, you know, necessarily being really good at it. But, but that I think will change if they, if they seek talent, because it's like, there is no, there's no correlation between wanting to heal people and being able to mm-hmm. equally. There's no correlation between wanting to sing and being able to, I know that you, you can sing, but you know, you're not, everyone's going to go to your concert. But the problem <laughs> with healing at the moment is that it's pretty much, a space where you can go, I want to heal people mm. and go and do a course and you've got your little certificate and now you're healing people with, you know, effects not necessarily greater than placebo and that's the current state. I'd rather see it where we're like, you're a healer and like what happened to me, would you like to do this because here is the path mm-hmm. and, and you get to decide, well, I'm good at art too. So no, I'd rather be an artist or I, you know, and, and so that's what lacks. So to me that I hope that, you know, I hope, I know it'll happen, but I hope I'd like to see it in my lifetime where that becomes normal. Yeah. Just another talent that you can start refining and learning about and diving Sport, into. Well, that's part of our job as parents right now is having having toddlers and these young kids. It's like they were given to us for a reason because, you know, we could be the first set of parents or adults who can recognize certain things like that in our children and hopefully nurture it. Nurture it and that's Normalize that's it. really why we started this podcast and the, what the mother loving future is all about is parent one of the things is parenting in the in the new paradigm. So, let's hope for that. Well, mm-hmm. that that's an excellent um, kind of comment to go into our invitation on yeah so charlie we offer invitations at the end of our podcast as a way for our listeners to kind of integrate um what they've learned in in an episode um Mm -hmm. or just apply some of the tips and tools and ideas we've been churning around i think um what charlie mentioned about how he just wants to see a future where if you are naturally called to do something, like you're naturally gifted, you can seek out legitimate resources to help you nurture that so you can then fulfill your mission, like your true mission. So how about our invitation for this week be that, you know, whatever you, we are all gifted in some way, whether that be healing, arts, math and science, whatever it may be, cooking, yeah, that's really important, chocolate making, making, Mm -hmm. marketing, you name it, being a parent, whatever is your true soul calling that you were born with that innate gift, it is time to move into it, lean into it, accept it and start um, 
refining it and using that as your superpower because mm-hmm. the world does need div- an solutions. array of diversity array and of everyone solutions. to really commit to what they're here to do. So I think totally. also what I would say, and the child in me speaking would say to parents, if your child has something that you don't understand or you can't see how they could make a life of it. So even if you're like, I accept your art or in my case healing um, or whatever else it is. And just because you can't see how that could benefit them them in the matrix. Yeah. um, You know, don't project onto them because that's what happened to me and that's what happened to me you know and 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 so so my so my my family you know pretty much discouraged me and that's putting it nicely from ever doing any healing and certainly anything and so what they missed out on being part of it and if you look how far I've come unsupported Mm. they've missed out on experiencing you know your journey with it yeah, and so they only really caught up once, you know, I had a TV show and like, oh, you They're know. Like, oh, and I guess it's going to work out. <laughs> you know, and, that, and, and to me, um, you know, maybe there was some benefit in that for me because it made me. Believe in yourself. Yeah, yeah, but it also slowed me down a lot because I, I, I was wounded as a child from the lack of support. So. I would say that, you know, that's one thing, I guess, to go back to the question of how I would treat my daughter differently. It's, I'm very aware that I want her to be a boss of, you know, of her life. You know, nice. I, don't, I don't need, you know, my path to, she doesn't need to reflect my path at all or her mother's. She can find or she can do either you know she can choose either of them and so I'm really mindful she's only two but I I see she is very she knows what she wants Mm -hmm. and and I I don't want to squash that you know I don't and so that that definitely happened to me a lot I have that same we have a similar personality type where we just know what we want and we don't get told what to do you know and she's uh, and and I was like that and I still very much am and that's what's carried me because everyone told me I couldn't do what I've done so I had to have a personality type that was like yeah I can I'm gonna do it so I see that in her and maybe in every child would see that but she it's, it's it's for me it's incredibly clear in her and I yeah I want I'm fascinated to see if I don't squash that where what happens wow. because totally. the, otherwise you get people going you know, and I get people come to me all the time saying, I've got this thing to do and this offer and I don't know what to do. And it's like that, that lack of inner knowing is what stops people from moving you know, forward with something. Yeah. Totally. To need advice all the time or need permission. Like I don't need permission. You know, it, it, it it's, it's so that's, just innately yeah, in you. Wow. Well, good luck with that with your two-year-old. Sounds great. Having I, having that combination is as lethal. You know, like yeah. a two-year-old. Know, it's hard at two. Plus, somebody who knows that. what they want. I, I also have a two-year-old daughter. Who knows what she wants. Yeah, and it's beautiful. I it's mean, so that's, beautiful. It's, 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 yeah. And I think that that is such an important thing to be aware of as a parent to not. 
um, imprint our even beliefs, our language, our ideas too much onto children who are so susceptible to morphing to other people's ideas, but rather just mm. in my in my experience, I just try to narrate my son's experience. So I'm not placing my beliefs and, and ideas onto him, but rather letting him be his authentic self as much as possible, just authentically mm. him before he gets you know, molded into our ideas. So, yeah, mm. I think that is such a massively important and powerful approach to parenting. Good one, Charlie. Nice. Nailed it. <laughs> Brilliant. Awesome. Well. Do you have a call to action for um, us? Yeah, I just think if everyone loves this episode, which you can't not, please share it and leave us a review. And um, let's let our audience know how they can get hold of you, Charlie. What are you up to? <laughs> he how probably doesn't they... want our audience to get hold of it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, um, He's alias like, uh, email. I don't understand No, uh, if you want to share... Um, you know, what you're up to or your Instagram or website or, you know, um, link to your chocolate stuff, whatever it is, please share with us what you want our audience to know, because I know that everyone's going to wanting to be a part of your journey. Um, I think, look, the biggest thing people typically want to know is how to get to work with me. Uh, that's quite difficult. Obviously I, I, I get a lot of requests. So I, um, I, there is no easy way to say that's very difficult, but <laughs> I, I do do, um, I do do remote group healings every sort of few months where people can go onto my website, which is, uh, charliegoldsmith.com and sign up to the newsletter. And every few months I'll send out, um, a time when I'm going to do one. So that's, um, and they're, you know, they're pretty good for people. They're not as good as one-on-one, but they, a lot of people get good help from it. So yeah, that's the, the biggest, that's the, it's free. So it's, it's not too expensive. It's Excellent. Perfect. And we'll include the link to, um, Pumpy Jackson <laughs> because we love Amber, um, mm. and we love you and yeah, however we can support you in your endeavor to just, you know, continue displaying healing as the norm, please let us know as well. We're, we're supporting your, your mission. Yep. Awesome. Thank you. Good to meet you both. Good oh my gosh. You. So great to have you on. So good to have a fellow Aussie in on the show. I'm always surrounded by Aussies. <laughs> I'm usually outnumbered by the Yanks, but today yeah. we outnumber the Yanks. Yep. So Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Uh, oi, oi, oi. <laughs> I love right, it. Good to All talk right, to Charlie. You. Have an awesome Charlie. day. Right, See you, you later. Too. Bye. Visit our website, themotherlovingfuture.com for more information. And please leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you like what you hear. We read every single review and comment, and we are so grateful for your support. See you next week.